Hello, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the June 20th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 1348 through 1355 of the Catechism. The movement of the celebration, 1348. All gather together. Christians come together in one place for the Eucharistic assembly. At its head is Christ himself, the principal agent of the Eucharist. He is the high priest of the new covenant. It is he himself who presides invisibly over every Eucharistic celebration. It is in representing him that the bishop or priest, acting in the person of Christ the head, in persona Christi Capitis, presides over the Eucharist, over the assembly, sp- speaks after the readings, receives the offering and says the Eucharistic prayer. All have their own active parts to play in the celebration, each in his own way. Readers, those who bring up the offerings, those who give communion, and the whole people whose amen manifest their participation. 1349. The Liturgy of the Word includes the writings of the Prophets, that is the Old Testament, and the memoirs of the Apostles, their letters and the Gospels. After the homily, which is an exhortation to accept this Word as what it truly is, the Word of God, and to put it into practice, come the intercessions for all men according to the words of the according to the apostles' words. I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all men, for kings, and for all who are in high positions. thirteen fifty the presentation of the offerings, the offertory, then sometimes in procession, the bread and wine are brought to the altar. They will be offered by the priest in the name of Christ in the Eucharistic sacrifice in which they will become his body and blood. It is the very action of Christ at the Last Supper, taking the bread and and a cup. The Church alone offers this pure oblation to the Creator when she offers what comes forth from his creation with thanksgiving. The presentation of the offerings at the altar takes up the gesture of Melchizedek and commits the, the Creator's gifts into the hands of Christ, of Christ, who, in his sacrifice, brings to perfection all human attempts to offer sacrifice. 1351. From the very beginning, Christians have brought, along with the bread and wine for the Eucharist, gifts to share with those in need. This custom of the collection, ever appropriate, is inspired by the example of Christ, who became poor to make us rich. Those who are well off, and who are also willing, give as each chooses. What is gathered is given to him who presides to assist orphans and widows, those whom illness or any other cause has deprived of resources, prisoners, immigrants, and in a word, all who are in need. 1352. The anaphora, with the Eucharistic prayer, the prayer of thanksgiving and consecration, we come to the heart and the summit of the celebration. In the preface, the Church gives thanks to the Father, through Christ, in the Holy Spirit, for all his works, creation, redemption and sanctification. The whole community joins in the unending praise that the Church in heaven, the angels and all the saints, sing to the thrice holy God. 1353. In the Epiclesis, the Church asks the Father to send his Holy Spirit, or the power of his blessing, on the bread and wine, so that by his power they may become the body and blood of Jesus Christ, and so that those who take part in the Eucharist may be one body and one spirit, 
Some liturgical traditions put the epiclesis after the anamnesis. In the institution narrative, the power of words and the action of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit make sacramentally present under the species of bread and wine, Christ's body and blood, his sacrifice offered on the cross once for all. 1354. In the anamnesis that follows, the Church calls to mind the passion, resurrection and glorious return of Christ Jesus. She presents to the Father the offering of his Son, which reconciles us with him. In the intercessions, the Church indicates that the Eucharist is celebrated in communion with the whole Church, in heaven and on earth, the living and the dead, and in communion with the pastors of the Church, the Pope, the diocesan bishop, his presbyterium and his deacons, and all the bishops of the whole world together with their churches. 1355. In the communion presided by the Lord's Prayer and the breaking of the bread, the faithful receive the bread of heaven and the cup of salvation, the body and blood of Christ, who offered himself for the life of the world, because bread and wine have been made Eucharist, Eucharistized, according to the ancient expression, we call this food Eucharist, and no one may take part in it unless he believes in what in what we teach is true, has received baptism for the forgiveness of sins and new birth, and lives in keeping with what Christ taught. Very good. So this is the um, the next section. It's basically an explanation of what we looked at yesterday. It goes a bit deeper into Justin's um, a schema of how the Eucharist is. And it looks at all the different aspects of it. Again, it adds two bits, actually. There are two small sections that are further quotes from Justin that weren't given yesterday. The first thing about the collection, which um, I suppose in Justin takes place at the very end of the liturgy, after everything is over, you have the collection. And then the second thing is this about who can receive communion, saying that the, the, that the bread and the wine um, are made Eucharist or Eucharistized is the, the best way to translate the, the Greek. And that uh, no one can take part unless they believe what is taught is true. They have received baptism and uh, they're living in, in keeping with the teaching of the church. Again, it's amazing that in 2000 years things haven't changed. This is what the church does. This is what the church presents. And this is where we find life. That in the church, God gave life. Jesus Christ left life in the church. And one of the big sources of this life is precisely in the sacraments. And in a sense, the crown of the sacraments, the greatest of the sacraments, as we said many times already, is the Eucharist. And this uh, Eucharist is our, um, our way to life. And that's why it's so important. That's why we can't go tinkering with it or changing things or saying, well, I think it would be nicer uh, if we didn't do the, the, the readings of the Word of God and we put in something from the newspaper Maybe the, 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 the New York Times makes more sense to people or we'll, le or we'll read some modern poetry or some beautiful work of literature. And again, nothing against the New York Times or modern poetry or the works of literature or even the legends of the people to say, look, we're living in uh, Ireland, so maybe instead of the Old Testament, let's read, uh, I don't know, something from Coo Cullen or someone of the Irish myths. The, you know, the, these, again, they're fine nothing wrong with the Irish myths but it's not the word of God and the Lord invites us to read his word because this is something that needs to confront us then of course the priest as we see in this the priest or the, the president of the assembly has the job of giving a, a homily or a sermon which is 
meant usually to be about the word that we've heard. Not to talk about something else totally different, but to, to preach on what is listened to. That we hear a word and then we hear that word explained. And then we, after we've heard that, we come to the Eucharist, where the, 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 the prayer will be prayed, this beautiful prayer. It's a tragedy, it's a, actually a disgrace, that most of us don't know the Eucharistic prayer. That there's a number of different Eucharistic prayers in, in use in the church, and they're among the most beautiful prayers we have. And most people only kind of notice that we sing the Holy Holy, and then the priest talks a bit, and then we have the consecration, and they ring a bell, and we all uh, bow down. And then the priest prays another little bit, and then we've got the Amen. And these times that the priest is praying, they're some of the most beautiful prayers we have. And that's why it's so important that we say Amen. That uh, this Amen, or the, as they call it, the Great Amen, after the Through Him, With Him, In Him, uh, this, there's a, a prayer that is called the Great Amen, that many times in church is sung. And uh, this is because this is the oldest Amen, I suppose you could say, in the Mass. But it's the one that where the people ratify that they agree with what the priest has said. Which then if you look at St. Justin, it is that you have to agree with what was taught. And the, the main place of what is taught is in the Word of God and in the prayer. The Eucharistic prayer is very important to see that this is what God teaches. And we listen to it and we say Amen. This whole aspect of participation. Sometimes people make the mistake of thinking that participation is to do different things, to be busy in the Mass and trying to find something for everybody to do. And uh, again, sure, if something needs to be done, it needs to be done. If we need an usher, we need an usher. If we need an organist, we need an organist. But it's not that we can have everybody as an organist because, uh, I don't know, to make people feel good. It's not this. Because our participation in the Mass, our participation in the Eucharist, more than anything, is interior, is giving consent to what we've heard, to say it's true. Maybe I don't live it perfectly. If we're true, if we're honest, none of us lives it perfectly. But to admit that it is true, to admit that this is true, is very important for us. And again, this is what we're called to today, to admit the truth of God's call, and to, uh, and to trust him, to see that he is doing all this very well. And um, again, to, to, to come back to him uh, and seeing that in him is the truth. As St. Justin says, that in Christ there is truth and that we need to keep, um, that we need to be in keeping with what Christ taught us. So very well. So tomorrow we look a little bit further and tomorrow we look at 1356 through 1358. God bless.